Welcome to Getting Over It with Caddy James, a safe place for abuse survivors and anyone ready to reclaim their power. In this podcast, we'll explore practical tools and techniques for releasing stored trauma from the physical and the energy body, plus have real-life conversations with other survivors to hear how they are thriving now, even after trauma. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome back. I am so excited. I have some new listeners joining me today. Thank you. So many people have been showing up and it's really exciting. I'm so grateful to be reaching even more folks. So thank you and thank you to my loyal listeners that are here with me again today for this episode. Shout out to one of my besties, my editor, Jen, keeping me accountable and motivated and inspired. And shout out to both my girl, Ashley and Ashley, always listening every week. I so appreciate it. I am excited to chat today about this topic. I was going to say, I can't believe it has taken me this long to do an episode on parenting during the pandemic. (laughs) But then I thought, yes, I can believe it because it's a pandemic. (laughs) There is zero alone time in my world right now. The only place I can hide some days is in the bathroom. And even then, the kids barge in on me. And a couple of times, my husband, before I let him know how I felt about that. (laughs) Right now, I have already posted that this episode is being released this week and how excited I am for it before even recording it. So that wasn't my plan. I don't like to work that way. I like to have things done and recorded first. But that is how my week and today have been. I've, you know, knowing what needs to be done, but being unable to get to it. In this episode, I want to share some of my funny pandemic parenting highlights, some of the not so fun or funny highlights, and introduce some of the upcoming parent related topics that I will be releasing in the near future. So if you are a parent, welcome. If you're not a parent, welcome. Before I even begin, I do want to give another shout out to all the women and sisters who are not mothers and do not want to be a mother. That is a brave choice in this culture. Women are expected to want to become a mother and when a woman does not want to be a mother, that really confuses people. And a lot of people have a problem with that. Um, you know, that's not that's not very liked by by our society. So welcome to you too. I respect your choice and honor you exactly where you are. You are enough. Whether you are a mother or not, you are an amazing woman. And you are not required to become a parent just because you're a woman. So... If we have in the past struggled with that idea or maybe we haven't thought about it, let's think about it and let's support the women who are not mothers that do not want to be mothers. That is a valid life choice. I haven't felt empowered to talk about how hard it has been 
or the reality of parenting during a pandemic or parenting in general. I have friends who have been unable to become pregnant, unable to become a mother, to become parents, and my heart aches for them. How can I talk about my bad day when I have been so blessed? I am aware of my privilege and I have felt guilty for having a hard time or struggling with my own struggles. To others, my life might seem like a dream. So when I feel emotionally exhausted, run down, or completely overstimulated with everyone being home all the time, instead of talking about it on here, other than a few brief mom moment mentions in a couple of previous episodes, I have not talked about it much or completely ignored it altogether without a mention of it on social media or my show. Instead of releasing an episode during those hard weeks and perhaps sharing about what was happening in my real life, I had just not released an episode at all. I have had thoughts like, Does anyone really want to hear about my struggles with this? Does anyone want to hear me complain? Because that is what we sometimes think it must be. Complaining. Talking about our hardships, bad days, or ugly emotions can often be interpreted or viewed as complaining. And I don't think that that is true. I believe that we can share the shadowy, perhaps darker sides of life, to be real with other people about the reality of whatever our situation is and not be made to feel like we are complainers. You can love being a parent and feel totally overwhelmed and like you just need a break. You can love being a parent and want nothing more than some uninterrupted alone time. You can love being a full-time parent and be jealous of your partner who has a real job. I'm using air quotes on that real job. You can love being a parent and feel exhausted or even resentful with the never-ending workload. And you can love being a parent and complain to your friends about being a parent. (laughs) Complaining does not make you ungrateful, rude, or bad. Being a good parent is hard. You do not get to clock out, take breaks, or decide to quit and do something else. You never stop worrying about your kids, or if their needs are being met, sometimes so much so that it is hard to focus on other hobbies or work because you are so used to always being needed. And even those of us who recognize our privilege struggle. We have to have the spaces and safe places to share authentically 
and not be made to feel that other people have it so much worse than you. How dare you? That is so selfish. Don't you know that some people don't even have a home or food to eat? Have you ever heard any of these remarks either said to you or said to others in your presence? Have you ever spoken any of these things or something like it to others or to yourself? I bet you've said something along those lines to yourself in your inner dialogue when you were in the thick of your pain and felt unworthy to be suffering. Maybe you dismissed yourself and said something like, first world problems, right? But everyone suffers. Everyone experiences hardships. This is the human experience. So we cannot get caught up in comparing our problems and who is getting it worse or deserves more sympathy. I believe that we can honor everyone where they are with awareness and compassion. You can have a home and food to eat and be aware that many, many others do not. You can recognize your privilege and recognize and honor your pain. Let's honor each other's situations. Let's have awareness that our reality is not everybody else's reality. And instead of comparing or dismissing, let's have compassion and hold space for all of it. Let us make space for all of it. Something funny that happened this week, although I didn't think it was very funny at the moment, was Monday. I was having such a crap day. I was beating myself up for some prior life choices and really feeling the self-loathing and shame game my mind sometimes likes to default to. <laughs> I didn't feel well and I had to lay down for most of the day. I almost never lay down during the day, but on Monday I didn't have any other choice. I was feeling sick and I had to take care of myself. Of course, I felt a little bit guilty for being so lazy. <laughs> but because I've been working so much on reclaiming rest, uh, I didn't feel as guilty as I have in the past. So there's been some progress. <laughs> Around three, I decided to take a hot bath. We just had the weirdest weather in San Diego with crazy gusty winds, lots of rain, and it's been cold. It's been like in the 40s. <laughs> I know. And I knew that taking a hot bath would feel great and improve my mood. So I turned on the water, got ready to hop in the bath, and wouldn't you know, my girls followed me right on into the water. Even my dog tried to make a move. <laughs> like, this looks nice. Is there any room for moi? So with my two and three-year-old now in the water with me and my dog just sitting there staring at me, I laid back and laughed. Like, this really is mom life. <laughs> my girls heard the water and came running. Like, I can't, I can't get away with anything. Even the dog and cat follow me from room to room. I'm never alone. So I just decided I would use this as an excuse to not have to bathe the girls tonight. And then I would get an early start on bedtime. Like, I'm just gonna 
make the best of this bath. So after the bath, we all got warm and cozy in new clean pajamas. We cuddled on the couch and watched Dora the Explorer, the like live action version. It's on Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. It was super corny, super cute. And I, I would encourage you to check it out with your children. <laughs> so a couple of hours later, during dinner, my three-year-old had ranch dressing all over her clean shirt. I had walked into the kitchen to just grab my water, and when I came back to the table, she showed me her shirt. Like, I thought she literally must have just laid on top of her dinner plate <laughs> because I just didn't know how she managed to get herself this covered in ranch. I was annoyed. We were almost done eating dinner. She had a few bites left, and then this. So as I started to take off her shirt, I said to the family, I hope someday you all appreciate how much time I spend doing laundry. You're welcome. <laughs> Only to realize that in my frustration, I did not pull her shirt far enough away from her head and ended up smearing ranch all over her forehead and into her hair. So, so much for my early start on bedtime and... Like I said, I was frustrated. We both looked at each other. I felt so angry for a moment. And then I started laughing. I laughed so hard. She laughed too, even though she wasn't really happy about wearing dinner. And together, we laughed our way to the bathtub where I washed her hair again. I tried to just clean it with a washcloth, but I, I knew I would throw up later if I smelled ranch dressing in her hair. <laughs> There's some smells that I can't deal with. Ranch dressing, especially ranch dressing like on children, like on their dirty clothes, or in this case, her hair. No, gross. If I would have caught a whiff of that later when she hugged me, I like I wasn't joking. I probably would have barfed. <laughs> so we had to take a full on bath again. Uh, you know, I gotta make sure she's clean. The other smells that I can't tolerate are ketchup and macaroni and cheese, or just ketchup. These are all smells like when they're associated with children, like when children smell like ranch dressing or ketchup and macaroni and cheese. Like, I don't like that. <laughs> it reminds me of my babysitting years or something. Who else doesn't like those smells? Come on, I know I'm not alone. So it's the little things that we took for granted before we became parents or if you have family or friends who don't have kids yet and you're like, I hope you appreciate this. Things like glancing at your phone to like read a text message in the middle of the day and you were only looking away for a minute and then you realize like in that moment, in the 60 seconds that you looked away, your child tore everything out of their bedroom closet, everything, or emptied the entire new bottle of hand soap in the bathroom and got it everywhere. Like what a waste. <laughs> Or maybe they found your brand new lipstick that wasn't cheap, even though you never wear it, you just, you love it. Or perhaps ripped apart one of or several of your favorite books. 
or found the scissors and chopped their entire ponytail off their head. You know, like these are just examples that may or may not have happened to me (laughs) in my parenting life so far. I just thought I was going to read a text really fast. Or maybe I just thought I could go to the bathroom by myself. But the children, you know, they get into trouble real quick. It doesn't take long at all. I remember growing up and my parents or my friend's parents would like to watch those daytime TV shows, like the talk shows. And I remember some of the talk show hosts, especially this one, I'm not going to say his name, but he was a very popular man in the talk show world. I remember him saying something like, well, when we had our baby, we didn't change our lifestyle for the baby. The baby had to fit in our lifestyle and gave an example of like listening to really loud music or vacuuming like when the baby was asleep and just expecting the baby to get used to it. And it's like, that's great if that works for you. But in some ways that just feels like bypassing or even like toxic positivity because when I had my babies, (laughs) I did have to change my lifestyle a little bit. I mean, yeah, there's some things we, we shouldn't have to sacrifice or change everything to be a good parent, but there are some sacrifices that will have to be made to be the kind of parent that you aspire to be. So listening to loud music, um, and if that works for you and your baby, great. Uh, if you can have them take a nap and you get to still be loud. But the reason I say that felt kind of like bypassing is because when I had my reality check of what parenting actually was, there's so many things that were challenging and hard and that I never even thought about and as many parents have said it's like why didn't anybody tell me why didn't anyone tell me that this might happen I think it's great to share about how hard it can be or how you feel like you can't even read a text message during the day or listen to the music that you want or watch the show you want to watch because maybe it's not kid friendly And uh, so that we can be honest with each other and not have these false ideas that, oh yeah, parenting's easy. Or, you know, they'll just fit in with your lifestyle. That isn't fair for all of the people who have children with the kind of needs that don't allow the parents to just, you know, whatever kid, deal with it. Like, it's, it's not fair to let people think that it's easy because when you don't feel like it's easy, you might also feel like, well, maybe you're the only one having a hard time with it. And you're not. You're not the only one having a hard time with it. It's normal to feel frustrated that you can't go to the bathroom without two or three other people or that you can't take a bath alone or that you have to wait till the end of the day or you have to do it first thing in the morning, or you have to go hide somewhere to look at your phone for a few minutes. These are things that we used to get to do. Right now, most people are working from home or their partner is working from home. The kids are at home doing online schooling, or maybe you already were homeschooling, but most families 
they're all home all day. And there isn't a designated time anymore where you get that break. You don't drop the kids off for a few hours and just have some downtime. It's really non-stop. Right now, from the moment my eyes open to the moment my eyes close, most of the time one of my kids is awake. We do our best. We get the girls in bed. The kids have a pretty good bedtime routine, but the girls always end up back in our bed. And sometimes it's before I've even gone to bed. So they're with me when I go to sleep and then they wake up before I wake up. I think I'm going to have to start waking up at 4 a.m. to squeeze in a little alone time. (laughs) I've met quite a few parents who say that's the magic trick, waking up at 4 and getting two hours into themselves. Because without that alone time, it's really easy to feel resentful during the day or that your needs are constantly being put on the back burner we have to make time for ourselves and right now it is so hard to make time for yourself i have been thinking for weeks oh i just need to wake up at 4 a.m but it's cold when i wake up it's dark it's cold my bed feels warm and of course i'm still tired So I haven't been committing to that and I've been feeling resentful during the day and I've been feeling like I don't have enough time for myself. So I think I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to try this week waking up at (laughs) four-ish. Four is the goal, but hey, I'll be flexible with myself. But I do think I'm going to try to incorporate this ritual of making time for myself first thing in the morning. And I know it's going to be challenging and I'm going to be tired and I'm going to be cold and I'm going to want to stay in my bed. But I really feel like if I can commit to this, this morning time, this morning ritual, I'll feel better during the day. Hey, maybe I'll take a nap during the day. I might be tired enough. If there is something that you can do or something you can change or add or shift, in your schedule right now to give yourself even just a few minutes, maybe 30 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. See if you can try it. Maybe you can try it for a week. See if you can get your partner on board and maybe tag team. Say, you know, I'm going to go take my 30 minutes. And then when they're ready to go take their 30 minute break, I know that this isn't possible for everybody. So I hope that if it isn't possible for you, that you can find something else that is. And if you can't, I understand that too. Maybe the only thing that you can do right now is to tell somebody how you're feeling, how you're handling this parenting in the pandemic. What are you struggling with? And maybe all you can do right now is talking about it. And I know that when I talk about things, I always feel better. So if nothing else, I hope you have someone you can trust that you can share with. And you can always share with me, sending me an email or a private message on Instagram. I love to hear from you. I love to hear how you're doing and what you're going through. It inspires me. It reminds me of things. And it also gives me ideas for the next episode because I want this to be relevant. 
and you are relevant. So if I know where you're at, I can better be here for you. I'm going to wrap this up and go check on the family. Thank you so much for listening. If you know a parent that could benefit from this episode, please send it over to them. I would love to connect with your community. Let us continue to support each other, to honor each other wherever we are, and to recognize that we each have our own experience of life, but that we can connect and have compassion for each other, to hold space for each other. Let's support each other. And until next time, Satnam.